The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern Carolina's longest-running sports radio show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show is powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostick Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Papa John's, Pepsi, Seared Chop House, Taft Taft and Hagler, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. And now, here's Brian Bailey. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome into our show. Big weekend for Pirate Baseball. East Carolina gets the sweep over Memphis, now with a two-game lead in the American Athletic Conference baseball standings. We'll talk a little bit about that during the next hour. But joining me live in the studio is Tom McClellan. He's about to uh, wrap up his time in East Carolina after, what was it, 17 years and 10 months. He started in August of 2004. It goes until May of 2022. 17 years uh, dealing with a bunch of knuckleheads in the media like my Myself, but we welcome you to the show, Tom, and uh, thanks for joining us. We're going to take a trip down memory lane during this hour. I think you'll enjoy it because you know you've been a part of a lot of big, you know, big time events in East Carolina. I have, and I'm uh, really thankful for those. And I was going to test my timeline to yours. Yeah. I've got five football coaches and four ads. What do you have? I've got a whole bunch more than that. It's about <laughs> double. It's about double. All right, Tom McClellan's live in the studio. We'll take our first break and come back with our show. This is the Brian Bailey Show, starting your sports week off on this Monday. And we're back after this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show. We're going to go down memory lane with Tom McClellan, who was about to uh, end his tenure at East Carolina. The error ends on Sunday for Tom McClellan at East Carolina after almost 18 years as the media relations director, sports information director, assistant athletic director. Yeah, all kinds of titles. Yeah, they try to figure out really what we uh, what we conform to with different types of leadership. I've always kind of liked the simple thing of sports information director, but when we had that title, we would get calls from fans asking what time the racquetball courts are open until uh, who won the 1964 World <laughs> what time Series. Were the rac- what time were the racquetball courts? Okay. 9 o'clock. We're good. As long as you got that figured out. The uh, the job has changed so much through the years, and it's it's almost fascinating when, when I think about how my job's changed through the years. Your job also has changed through the years. Years with with Twitter, Facebook, social media, and everything that goes on with that. I mean, you know, when you think back to to when you first got to East Carolina, how much has it changed? A bunch. We just were on the cusp of social media a little. We we just had a website that I learned to navigate very slowly. I might add, but um, you look at the the development and advent and and progress that social media has had and it has before after a game we wrote a story on a typewriter we faxed it over or telecopied it over which took six minutes a page i'm dating myself so stop me if you will wow that's (laughs) great uh, and we called the three tvs and we called uh you know the the local newspaper asked them if they needed anything and, and that was it game was over you went to a typewriter typed up your stats for the next game and that was all there was in your game notes on sunday but now uh, the information age is so prevalent 
Uh, there's more work to do with that, but it's also taking the burden off of the quote-unquote old-school things we used to do. You, you know, and there's so much information out there, and sometimes it's all not correct. I right. mean, how much does that drive you crazy if you see somebody, and, and, and it, it may be innocently done. I mean, it's, it's not like somebody's you know blatantly trying to do something wrong, but somebody will, will read something. I know myself, I'll read something sometimes and, and think one thing and jot it down and then come back to it, and it's not exactly what I should have written down. So so mistakes are, how often do you have to call somebody and say, hey, man, you got a tweet out there that's, uh, you know, more, you more, don't want to get in a Twitter think. war, yeah. Yeah, yeah, more than you think. And, and I my philosophy has been for a one-on-one phone call, hey, would you mind uh, retweeting it with a, with a correction or sending out a note? Uh, or are you okay with us following up on a retweet with a quote saying this is not accurate and we can cite a source to it okay let's take us back to august of 2004 now you're getting ready to take the job in greenville north carolina what did you know about greenville and what did you know about east carolina on your way in a lot my next move then was to go from one double a now called fcs to fbs one a as we termed it back then and i'd heard nothing but wonderful things i had a really good friend at fox sports south fox sports south net i think the net came later and named jamie kimbrough who spent a lot of years at lsu and was the pr director there and we had worked with jamie while i was at georgia southern uh, on on their saturday package for the southern conference long story short speed it up he had a relationship with lee workman i'd always want to hey can my stuff work at 1a and i want to be uh quote unquote managing a bigger media core we didn't at georgia southern and statesboro we didn't have three tvs that covered the school we had one daily paper, and obviously this was way before we got to the dot-coms, as I affectionately call them, internet media. And I wanted to do something a little bit a little bit bigger uh, and, and, and see if my stuff could float at this level, and I was very thankful to get the opportunity to come here. But Lee Workman was really the guy who was behind that, okay. and, and Nick Floyd as well. Yeah, so you arrive in Greenville. You know, What were some of the things you had to do right away to get things straight in your department? And not to be negative, but the first thing I had to deal with was I was coming from a program with with Coach Paul Johnson, who just went sixty-two and ten, right, and won a couple of national championships. I wasn't used to this two and nine. <laughs> Pirates were so. quite sixty-two and ten back then, were they? No. Uh, in all seriousness, I uh, I had to learn how to manage different facets of the office and uh, learn to say no. To be quite honest with you, on a couple of things and develop new relationships, which I really. Uh, that's kind of my soft spot. I think that's very important still today. Yeah, and I think it's kind of a lost art as far as the relationships go. I mean, it's something that, you know, we used to have back in the day, and you can remember some of these days, uh, and, and everybody would joke the media about getting a free lunch, but but those free lunches, like on, on the days of the football press conferences, they were really important to get to know the coach better, to get to know the sports information staff better, to get to know the assistant coaches better. I mean, to get to know some of the players because they would you know come to them, and it's kind of a lost art now. And we understand budgets and everything like that, but still they were very important. I'll never forget, Brian, walking up the, the steps of Harvey Hall every Monday, I think is when Coach Holtz did his, and uh, you smell the food going, and, and usually it was a pretty elaborate meal. I know I got criticized by Colts Holtz a couple of times because I used plastic utensils. I thought I was being really nice to uh, have steak said, for the media. He said, Tom, you can't have steak. You can't have a plastic fork <laughs> exactly. with steak. So that was a uh, that was a learning moment for me. 
Uh, and it, it really, it, it's just one of those things that we've, we've kind of lost through the years, but still, it's, it, and, and there's so many things like that. I mean, you know, the relationship that you have with the media members, the problem that you have is that they're all different. You know, right. you know this guy's different, this guy's different, this guy. Then you start trusting one guy, then he'll, he'll mess you up. And, and I mean, it's, it's really, you're juggling not only your staff, but you're juggling the entire scope of the media at there, times. There's no question. And I remember very clearly stepping in the middle of a, of of a, uh, let's say, heated discussion between Billy Weaver and a member of the print media uh, who was... Imagine that! (laughs) Who was very critical of of Billy's play-by-play call on a a recent game. And then we had uh, our beloved former mayor uh, had some words with uh, with Terry Holland a couple times, and we had to kind of manage that a little bit. (laughs) But uh, no, it it was all fun, and as you would think in a local, smaller community, uh, everybody ended up being friends. Yeah, and I remember when uh, Joe Dooley was hired for the second time, Big Dog right here, Glenn Griffin, he and I got into it. I mean, we're good friends now, but but at the time, you know, it was just one of those heated right. moments. Everybody's got a job to do, and, and everybody kind of puts it, you know, the blinders on and trying to get their job done, and they have to, you know, we need uh, someone in sports information, like a, co- uh, a traffic cop, you know, trying to direct traffic here and there and trying to get everything straight. Right. No, and, and the other part of my job, I felt, especially with Coach Holtz and, and Coach McNeil Ruff, was to prepare them for what might happen or what questions they might face that day particularly if we had a a kind of a sensitive topic uh, with a certain player or what happened on the previous saturday be prepared for this and we always gave them and josh if you hear this down the road i'm sorry but i have to use you as an example there's always a josh graham question that we had to prepare our people for so at least you said it and i didn't get in trouble Uh, for it because i've gotten in trouble before on something like that but but and and you think about you know in preparing the coaches for stuff like that and 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 i remember one time you know uh one of the i think it may have been Holtz. One of the coaches said, well, we put that out on a statement. And so my question was, well, you know, we're on TV. The statement doesn't work so well for us. I mean, no. we want, you know, you can say the same exact thing, but just say it on camera because that's what we deal with. And, and that I, was always. I will not name the coach, but uh, in response to that question you just had, the coach asked me if they can just hold up the piece of paper for the camera. So <laughs> oh, I, I said that's, that not, that's not possible. Yeah. <laughs> it had to be Skip Holtz, I swear. <laughs> it had to be him. But uh, you know, when you when you think back to, to getting started, and and you know, were there any growing pains? You know, back then, way back then. Not really. I, you know, I was really fortunate to have Nick Floyd, who the person who hired me in the interim role at the time, and then we brought Coach Holland along. And you talk about a genuine human being who not only cared about the welfare of the athletics department, student athletes, coaches, but as you as a person. I'll never forget him, Brian. He would come up to your office, (laughs) plop down in your chair and ask how your family was. So I knew then that I was in the the right spot uh, with with great leadership who cared about me, not as the SID, but as Tom McClellan, the person. And that I've never forgotten that and uh, how he and Ann treated us while we got here, when we got here. And we understand Coach Holland's uh, struggling a little bit and physically, mentally, both, and uh, with his health. So we uh, certainly think about him Absolutely. often, for sure. Absolutely. And uh, hopefully he can... Uh can bounce back from some of those issues that he's having right now. You, you know, one of my favorite press conferences, I don't know if you, well, I'm sure you remember it, but remember the time they put all the, the little, the paintings of the helmets up around the room and all the, the scheduling that, that Coach Holland oh, had done with, with you know, with, with Virginia and some of the ACC schools and, and everything like that. That was, that was well done. That was a very ambitious plan by, by Coach Holland to get that non-conference schedule together. At the time, there weren't a whole lot, other than guarantee games, there weren't a whole lot of home-and-home series being developed between what is now known as the G5 and a Power 5. And what what Terry accomplished was um, uh, unparalleled, what he did. And and 
really the the people who got the most benefit out of it were our fans when when you first started out and and things were struggling with coach thompson did you see a lot at the end of the tunnel when when, you know a new coach is hired i mean it's such a transition that you have to go through I had known Skip, maybe not personally, but we had uh, cross paths when he was at Connecticut, and we hosted them uh, at Georgia Southern for, I believe, a quarterfinal game in 19, or I don't remember, maybe 98, I think it was, and Georgia Southern beat him pretty good, and it was December, it was about 84 degrees down there, and Skip really struggled, and I made the mistake when I called Skip just to talk about the press conference, what to expect, and I said, yeah, I, I enjoyed uh, you know the 55-20 the to 20 win a couple of years ago and then uh he goes let's not talk about that <laughs> and then he started talking about it again when he got here in his office and i accidentally rolled my eyes and uh, he goes don't ever roll your eyes at me i said I, i'm i'm just you know i'm reacting to what you said skip but he uh no it was um i i knew what he was capable of i knew what the what his pedigree was and uh and i and i knew the staff that he brought in which was kind of what people picked on with coach thompson was was the youthness of his staff right. and i knew the kind of people that skip was going to bring in and, and it all proved true including go back to the you know the the uh, uh to the some of the guys we still have here we've had some great coaches that have come through and, and it's kind of, kind of a roller coaster ride yeah. you have you know, some winning records and then fall off a little bit and some more winning records and uh one of the guys that you had a chance to work with one of our favorite people of all time is head coach ruffin mcneil and he oh. joins us right now from raleigh oh, to say wow. something to tom mcclellan coach ruff coach how ruff. are you bb you sitting with thomas yes oh. i am How's it going? so wonderful to hear your voice coach ruff Thank you. Same here. Uh, say, oh, Thomas, man, I heard you. you, you you're getting out of what you do very, very well in, at, at the top of the game, elite level. Uh, thank you. Same plan, and uh, you're sitting there with the best in the business. So I got two of the best in the business. I feel like a, I feel like the C out of A and B. Uh. <laughs> How y'all doing? I, I tell you what, Coach Ruff, your call just touched me in, in, in a way that no one can ever try to explain. Thank you very, very much. And uh, you know how I feel about you. And the time we worked together is something that I'll always remember. Thank you. Well, I tell you what, Thomas, it was equally a joy with me uh, for me and uh, how you took took care of me. A lot of people don't understand. BB does. And you understand. And I haven't been in the business for a while now how important your role is for the players, but especially for the coaches, but especially for the head coach of prepping them, getting them ready for the the next interview to maybe coming along or the next message or what's happening or how to handle different things. And you you handled that for me magnificently. And uh, I appreciate you, your professionalism, uh, your understanding, uh, the background that you you you've been around different backgrounds. You understood how to uh, rough. Be aware of this. Uh, and BB knows. You know he's been in the business like we all have. But you did a great job of that, man. So it was uh, it was an honor for me to be on the on on the line with you today. Uh, thank you so much, Coach Ruff. And, and the only thing I can blame you for is uh, making me go through about five calculators on the offensive end. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a lot, a lot of fun, a lot of bowl games, a lot of winning, and uh, nothing can replace that except for the relationship that we had. Thank you. Oh, man, you're welcome, man. You're welcome. Man. So you, are you looking forward to your next venture? Absolutely, and, and I always remember what you told me about impacting young people being a value uh, and getting to know the cafeteria workers very well and the janitorial staff. That's the first place I'm going. Well, you know what? You can you can affect them from afar, but you can only impact them from up close. I agree. And that's what you're getting, re- you're getting ready to put, do that and 
you know, another term that 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 I've sort of learned is in this business is you got to be a dream merchant. And you say, what's a dream merchant? Well, you help other people, young people who are trying to achieve a dream. You help you help teach them how to sell their dream, and you sell it for them. So I know you'll be a great dream merchant in, in, in this business and help people reach their dreams and, and goals and aspirations. Absolutely. Thank you. It's uh, a great advice. I will certainly take that with me. Thanks, Coach. Tom, was your was your greatest memory of a game with Coach Ruff, the uh, win over Carolina? Because I think East Carolina uh, just scored again. You know, it's funny. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. But but almost right there would be the week before at Virginia Tech on the road, uh, coming back and, and winning that when, and seeing Shane, Justin, Coach Ruff, Lincoln jumping around like a four-year-old kid. Uh, I will always remember that as well. Yeah, that was a big one now. Yeah. That was a big, big one. And, uh, wow, yeah, that was a big game. Just it, 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 it flashed back how going up to that place, which is everyone knows is tough, and uh, to come back with a win. And, and wins are hard. I don't think – I think, Tom, you understand. BB, you understand. Wins are hard. So to, 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 to achieve that, man, it was like four-year-old kids jumping around going, yeah. get it, get <laughs> yeah. it. Whatever happened to that Lincoln Riley guy? <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know that was amazing. You know, it was. It, it's sort of you've heard the story, but uh, the Texas Tech deal started that from a young start. For me, he was making nothing, and then to hear him call it in the Alamo Bowl game that all this started from. Yeah, yep. uh, you just knew it was there, but. Right now, you know, I might need to call him and ask, can I borrow five for ten dollars? Yeah, <laughs> I think we could all call him and give five for ten dollars. Yeah, I remember walking up to Coach Ruff when the day we announced Lincoln. I knew what had happened with Michigan State in the Alamo uh, Bowl. I said, "Is this guy really twenty-seven years old?" Yeah, and Coach said, uh, "You have no idea." I said, "Okay, we'll see what happens." Yeah, yeah he's, he's really good, and and I, he, and people don't know. I know a lot of not understand, but. To take the Southern Cal job, I know it was hard for him to leave Oklahoma because he was because Coach Stoops and that. But you know, Lincoln's going to do a great job in Southern Cal. Oh yeah, and I know people are talking about the transfer portal and these type things. Well, that's how the game has changed, along with a name, image, and likeness. Everything has changed in this game. Thomas, you know, uh, yeah. when we start off, no cell phone. Right, you know, right. Now we can hear, you know. So, but. Uh, you know, you have to learn to adjust at every level. We're here now. We, we have to adjust, and you can build your program through that, and kids have the option to change and do that. So it's an adjustment that is here. It's not going away. So right. I think Lakers do a great job out there looking forward to keeping an eye out for him. We text talk here and there, and, and uh, he's excited about what he can do out there. No, no, rough. I tell you what, my uh, you know Joanne, she got her master's from USC, and if there's a game on, uh, let's say starts at nine ten o'clock on a Saturday, that's who we watch. So we can't wait. Yeah, that'd be that'd be good. Yep. All right, all right Coach. Uh, uh, Tom's going to be a special guest in the press box on September the third. Absolutely. When NC State comes <laughs> rolling in, how's that going to be for you? Well, for me, oh well, you know what? Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, competition is going to be great. Uh, I know the uh, the faithful uh, fans will be uh, happy to see us come in. <laughs> happy to uh, see you, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I don't know. It could, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's gonna be. A, I mean, that's a, that'll be a, a flip of turns. I've only been on 
one side of this uh, competition and uh, as a player and a coach. So it, 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 it's a part of the – it's been new for me, but uh, we're not near ready for that. I just – you know, but I'm looking forward to it. You're going to have a purple T-shirt on underneath that red? No, I can't do that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Who signs the paycheck? Well, uh, we – <laughs> I know Tom. Tom is. Uh, I know when I know you've been there, man. Everything's tough for you, but I know you. Uh, you, you can go. You you went one of the greatest I've ever been around in, in BB, and uh, you in that same category. But I just appreciate all you do, and I know you and BB are having a great time today. Thanks, Coach. Very much. I'm touched. Please know that. We appreciate you being on with us, Coach Ruff. Ruff and McNeil from North Carolina State currently, but of course had that great 35-24 and mark as the head coach at East Carolina. Recent Hall of Famer. Coach, that was a lot of fun that weekend when you came in. You couldn't be here long with us because obviously you had other things going on. You had to get down to uh, Tallahassee, I believe, for the Florida State game. But uh, we certainly appreciated having you on and seeing you again. Love you to death, and we certainly appreciate you being on with us today. Oh, man, same here, too. Uh, Tom, uh, Tom tells Joanne, the family, hello. We'll do, Coach. Thank you. Bella for me. I will do. I will. I will certainly do that for sure. All right. There you go. Ruffin McNeil, former East Carolina football coach, joining us to uh, go down memory lane well, with th- Tom McClellan. Thanks for throwing that emotional curveball at me. There you go. Oh, wow. got, there you go. All right. Let's take a commercial break. Let Tom get uh, reacclimated and we'll continue on this journey down memory lane with Tom McClellan on the Brian Bailey Show. And after this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned, community-powered. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show. Tom McClellan, who's about to end his tenure at East Carolina coming up this week. He works until Sunday. That kind of shows you the kind of guy that Tom is. Most of us, if it was our last week, we'd get out on Friday and be gone. Most of us, by the way, would take off about noon on Friday and be gone. But uh, because the Americans come to town with the uh, softball championships and some other stuff going on in town, his last day will actually be on Sunday. And tell everybody what you're going to be doing now. I'm going to be the public information officer of Pitt County Schools. We, uh, To Dr. Ethan Linker, our superintendent's credit, he's created a really, I think, a dynamic and effective communications team that consists of Beth Olfers, who will handle a lot of the PR and foundational aspects of the team. And we have a very uh, creative graphics design video uh, arts person and Zachary Pomeroy, who has served as the interim PIO uh, since they've had an opening there for a little, for a little while. Long story short, three-man communications team working for what I feel is a, a, a great school district that has so much to offer our community, and uh, I, I can't wait to get started. It's more, Brian, grassroots, uh, a lot of writing. Uh, let's hope, knock on wood, there's not a lot of crisis to deal with, but that would be part of my job as <laughs> yeah. well. Uh, and then, obviously, kind of what Coach Ruff alluded to, preparing Dr. Lanker and others for different types of situations they might run into. And it's very similar, and obviously we don't want anybody anything bad to happen to anybody, no. but in football, baseball, basketball, you know, somebody gets in trouble for this or gets in trouble for that, it's become, you know, in football, usually if it's the quarterback, it's a huge story, and if it's anybody else, it's, it's an okay story. <laughs> right. But the same type thing, if a teacher gets in trouble or does something or something happens with the school, you know, you're, you're the spokesperson and you guys, you know, not necessarily the spokesperson, but you get it to to where the people need to go right and that's kind of what my to a t that would be that will be what my role is um you know there's 
again, so many positive things to talk about with right. the school district here in Pitt County. Uh, and again, I can't reiterate the uh, the energy I felt from Dr. Lanker and my discussions with him and with Beth and with Zach. Uh, that um, what I'm going to try to do is bring some things from athletics in terms of timeliness, of forethought, of transparency, uh, where the reputation at some districts is, you know, let's, let's hide everything. There's nothing to talk about. Let's be out in front of things. And that's where I think you build trust uh, with the community, with the parents, uh, with, with perhaps faculty at other schools. And that, to me, is, is what is critical, again, to build credibility and to build trust. And, and without that, you, you have nowhere to start. We just had Head Coach Ruffin McNeil on with us for a few minutes. And if you missed part of that interview, you can go back. It runs This show runs again at 6 o'clock tonight on Pirate Radio, and it'll be archived as well. Uh, and it'll be on the, uh, the Facebook uh, video channel as well. But, but when you think back to, to the time with Coach Ruff, I mean, you know, there, there was – there was an energy there and then at the very end of his tenure you know i could tell that coach ruff was was worried about some stuff and he mm-hmm. wasn't quite the same ruff that he was before that and then uh they decided to make the change but did you see the same thing a little bit yeah uh you know i think a lot happened when lincoln decided to go oh, to Oklahoma, yeah. and i think that was the trigger point uh my love for coach ruff as not only a person but as a coach uh thought that he would bounce back uh, there were some staffing decisions made that um, you know we didn't know what was going to happen. Ultimately, unfortunately, it didn't turn out right. from a one-loss perspective. And I think so often that that's the only evaluation tool ads and other people have and again it's a bottom line business i get it but it's not always fair you know when you think back to all the trips that you make in football and and everything like that did you have a favorite city you had a chance to go to like in football if i told you el paso would you would you call me on that (laughs) no did you go across the border (laughs) no absolutely not uh obviously hawaii stands out oh man uh, was that a great week or what trip of a lifetime Uh, i enjoyed st pete for that bowl I game did too. Very, very much I did as well. Too. Uh, and, and then, you know, I I like Memphis, uh, the bowl games, but just regular season when we got into the American, uh, I have a lot of family and I was, I say this quietly, I was born in Connecticut, uh, grew up in Houston, Texas. So I, both of those from a familial growing up standpoint, I love going to, to Hartford and I love going to Houston. Uh, and seeing friends at both places. You know, I've said for years, but if you're going to go to a bowl game and it's not going to be for the national championship, the best bowl you can go to is the Hawaii Bowl. And palm trees, yeah, Yeah, both. Uh, I mean, the Hawaii Bowl, because it seemed like it was so well organized and it was, you know, every night was a luau or or some type of dinner and, and for the team, and the team got treated, you know, so well. And we've gone to some bowls that they don't mistreat the teams, but some of the bowls we've gone to weren't that great. Some of the no, it's, the, the mindset is, oh, okay, we have to do this. Let's do it and get it out of the way. Right. right. But and the one bowl that I thought would be like that was New Orleans. I thought you know because they got the Sugar Bowl in, in a week right. and a half, two weeks. I thought well they're just going to go in there and just. But I thought they did a nice they job with their bowl. It was, was not only a rehearsal for the Sugar Bowl, right. but they put a lot of pride in, and it helped that uh, Lafayette was right. the team we played. And going back to Hawaii, I think what what else helped us tremendously was that uh, Hawaii was really good that year. They ended up yeah. playing George in the Sugar Bowl, if you remember. That's right. And the much-hated Boise State team was our opponent. Yeah. So you had a lot of Hawaii fans there were really anti-Broncos, and that helped us out. Yeah, and it was yeah. uh, just, a, just a fun week, you know, just to be there and to cover what the team did. And the unfortunate thing, obviously, that everybody couldn't get to Hawaii right. because it's such an expensive trip. But for the players, it had to be a, a trip of a lifetime for many of those guys. Now, you talk to the players from back then, you know, I look at the Jason Huckles of the world and uh, how much fun yeah. they had. And, and I thought our, our 
Terry, our administrative team, and Scott Lane, who's no longer with us either in terms of working at ECU, did a super job with the tickets for military. And that allowed a lot of people on the islands to come and became instant pirate fans are you gonna miss all of the practices especially during summer camp no where where we have to wait for the coach to come across and, and do the interviews and everything and it's just it's one of those hurry up and wait type deals you're not what, gonna miss those what i will miss and the coaches always handle their part very well what i will miss when we did them outside was the opportunity to talk to the players beforehand. Yeah. Try to what's this about? What is this happening? Then even talk about their family, how how today's practice went. And credit to Mike Houston. He's moved them inside. It's a lot more comfortable. I'll give yeah. him credit for that. <clears throat> and it looks, you know, a little more formal, so to speak. Um, from an image standpoint. So I, I had no objection, but I do miss the part about being able to talk to the players. When you think back to some of the players, I mean, obviously you don't have favorites, but you have guys no. you really enjoy working with. Who are some of the guys you really, really enjoyed working well, with? You told me before we went on the air, don't name names. I know, you leave somebody you'll, out. You'll <laughs> but there's so somebody. many good names out there, and so many of them have a different, you know, just, just you know, like Zay Jones, who changed his name from Isaiah halfway through his career and became Zay. But, yeah, you know, I, I got an email, just it said, Tom, when you have time, change his name from Isaiah to Zay on the website. I said, okay, no problem. So I talked to him. We kind of joked around a little bit. But, you know, Brian, there's so many of them. Uh, Shane Harden is wow. really close to, my, close to my heart. We've stayed in touch. I'm really proud of what he's done. I had a, a great opportunity to develop a relationship with his family, uh, with Scotty and Jay, and, and we've, we've kept in touch a little bit. I mean, it goes back to all sides of the ball. The kickers have always been a little bit fruity to me, and, and they've been fun to yeah. deal with. Uh, the punters, same way. But, you know, you have someone who excels in the classroom like an Alex Turner. Yeah. Uh, there's just so many of them that uh, – and Jason Halter I now see regularly as a member of the ESPN Plus broadcast crew. It's wonderful yeah. to see him. But so, so many. Uh, I hate to go down a whole list and leave someone off. Yeah, and but, I, I agree with you. I did say that before we went on here because if you start naming, like, your favorites and someone says, what about this? You say, oh, yeah, they go they go up to number two well, and they go – I will say this. the One of the first two people to shoot me a text when the word became public was Holton Nailers. Yeah, and that, and that just kind of guy that he is and I hope nothing but the very best for him I look forward to seeing him play this year oh I do too I think that's going to yeah. be a lot of fun and uh, you know he, he's, he's got a chance to, to, to come full circle with what he, he came here to do because if and on that topic it's a process and Coach Houston said when he got here it's a process right. he said you know we're going to show you some signs that, that we're going to get better and better but he got to stay with us it's a process and I hope to see that that thing comes uh, at, full I, I, boat this year without sounding too much like a homer <laughs> I guess yeah. I can be a homer now. I'm, you can. I'm there. That I think it's going to happen. I think the program's an incredible leadership with Mike and, and, and again, the group of staff that he's put together. And, and you know, you, you talk about, you know, the, the idea of, of being a homer and everything, but the thing I've always said is the more the Pirates win, the more people watch, the more people listen, the more people read what you write. I mean, that, that's just the bottom line. When the Pirates are successful and when the Pirates aren't successful, you know, you get everybody, every little complaint that pops up yeah. can come up. No, right. And it's funny, too, when you're dealing with TV crews, part of our job is on Tuesday or Wednesday going on. You, now it was a, a face-to-face meetings or a teleconference. Face-to-face would be on Friday before a home game. Uh, but now it's Zooms. And if you're doing really well, like, 
since Coach Houston's been here, um, the quote-unquote awareness and interest from the TV crews, they go down the, the two deep, one by one. They want to note on everybody. And when you're not doing so well, it's, okay, who you got? One, two, three, four, five, seven, and that's it. <laughs> that's the it. Zoom lasts about eight minutes. Yeah, now with Coach Houston, it goes about a half hour to 45 minutes. Speaking of Zooms, when the pandemic hit, it affected all of us. Mm-hmm. But how did it affect you right away? When did you know that, hey, we're in for a long haul here? Well, we got the note about the furloughs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Honestly, to, to be selfish about it. Now, I could tell that w- the way we communicate was going to change drastically. And to be quite honest with you, it became easier from a uh, stability standpoint to do the Zooms and do it. And again, credit to, to Mike Houston and his staff, to Ann Hoggard, who does an incredible job as his administrative assistant to help me set all this stuff up. And it just became like clockwork. And Coach Houston was always available. In fact, he's one of the few coaches that was always early. We kind of waiting there with his fingers tapping, let's go. And uh, But it all went out uh, without any kind of – it was seamless. I'm yeah. trying to find the right word. It was all seamless thanks to him. Yeah, I, th- I think back to those days too, and we were trying to do the coaches' show, and the worst thing to do is that I didn't want to come over and, and you know, if, if I was contained, which I, I never had it, but you, you never know. Nobody right. knew, and it was kind of one of those things. And we did at least two or three of the coaches' shows, half-hour coaches' shows on Zoom where I had the camera behind me. I'm talking to Coach Houston. From your man cave. Fly. From the man, man cave, cave, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the man cave never got so much action. Except for all the cowboy logos, it was yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, Coach Houston's a cowboy fan. <laughs> it's true. So that so that helped out there. But uh, yeah, and, and just and you're right though. Zooms have given us a different aspect of how to do. Th- I think the, the if the video quality of Zoom would go to high definition, which mm-hmm. I think it's got to at some point. I mean, right. I don't know whether it's bandwidth that's a problem with that or what. But that's the only thing so far. But we still do some of the this week some of the Carolina Hurricane stuff when they're on the road. They'll do some zooms and stuff like, that. and they still do their press conference. We were there at PNC Arena last week for game two and you know we were there to get our own interviews but they also had it on Zoom. Right. No, and, and for example Malcolm Gray our, our director in our office who does a tremendous job with baseball and, and, and saves my rear end in football half the time uh, I still see him once a week doing Zooms with a talent for baseball. Yeah. And to get our Pirate fans uh, charged up we didn't do many for the Memphis TV because there was none. Yeah, unfortunately, no. we <laughs> unfortunately. were lucky because WREG shot Friday night a lot of the Friday night game. The only unlucky thing is the Pirates didn't score the runs until <laughs> the thirteenth, but we got plenty of CJ Mayhew. And speaking of CJ Mayhew, what about an effort? Holy cow! And what a great you know he, a nine innings of no hit baseball. And you don't get a decision. I mean, yeah, that's rough. Gracious, that is that is extremely rough. But we've had a chance to work together with some of the student athletes on on mm-hmm. how they go in front of the media and questions that they get and that kind of thing. And that's that's really it's really rewarding when you see a guy like cj and now how he handles the media right and and same goes for gavin williams he's right at, he's at the next level he's going to need that skill and between you and brian medor and a very very good friend of mine on campus by the name of pam hopkins who yep. uh who works with the speech disorder area in that area communications division um i thought we were able to help a lot of a lot of people and, and it was little things too you wouldn't think you know that 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 people don't understand it, but like wearing a hat and wearing and not wearing an East Carolina hat. I mean, right. guys would come in with Dodger hats and you know different major league teams. They wouldn't come in with a different school, which would be a real under Cliff Godwin. That'd be a real no no. <laughs> that, that's designated for assignment. <laughs> that's yeah. exactly right. That would be tough, but uh, that's been that, that's been a lot of fun just to to throw that out there. Right, and we always talk to our our players, student athletes before they go on TV. Some, you know, have come from rural areas that don't have TV and, you know, we try to tell them, have a conversation. Right. Look at the reporter in the eye. 
watch for the uhs and the whatever or you know the crutches as i said the crutches right. yeah yeah, that's one of the things you have to look for. And, and we also talked to them about, you know, sometimes a reporter will have their story in their head and they want to guide you down that road. Right. And it may not be a road you want to go down. Right. And so what I always, always tell the guys is, look, if, if you get a question you don't understand, ask it again. If you really don't understand it, you know, ask for Tom or Malcolm or somebody, you know, to, to very, you know, clarify what they're trying to, to ask, especially if you don't understand it. Because you don't just want to go up there and say, that, that's not a big deal. Next thing you know, the headline says, something different. player says, no big deal. Right. And what we've told people, too, I would say, and Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, 95%, 98% of our interviews are taped. Yeah. You're not comfortable with something, right. stop it and say, oh, yeah. that's really not what I meant. And we have the great relationships with, with our media in town where, where a reporter will say, okay, let's let's roll it again right. and get it right. And and the best part in, in sports, like we're kind of our own entity over there, mm-hmm. and then sometimes they'll, we'll have a news reporter float in, and that's when all the problems start. Is that not I, that, that's I'm going to plead the fifth. You have to now. Because I'm going to be <laughs> working work with, work with them. All right. right. Tom McClellan, our guest today, as we uh, continue our trip down memory lane. Let's take another commercial break. We'll come back with more with McClellan as he finishes up 18 years, just about 18 years with East Carolina University. Back with more after this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned utilities mean local control, low rates, and high reliability. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back as we continue on our trip down memory lane with Tom McClellan, Assistant AD for Media Relations at East Carolina, 17 years, 10 months, from August of 04 until May of 2022. And we've talked about, uh, Tom, working with some great, great coaches. One of the coaches you've worked with is the only undefeated coach in the USA. NFL currently. Skip Holtz from Birmingham joins us right now. Coach Holtz, welcome to the show. Well, it's great to be here. What a trip down memory lane. What a C- treat, huh? Congrats, <laughs> Coach. Great start. I appreciate it. How are you doing, Tommy? Doing great. Thank you for being on again. Like uh, like Coach Ruff, it, it really touches me. I, our years together were really special. Thank you. Well, you know what? We had, we had some great years and some great memories, but you were an integral part of us doing it, and so I'm just I'm glad that I got glad I was able to be involved with the oh. whole thing. Honored that I was even called to ask. <laughs> Thank you. And well, normally Brian won't even think about. <laughs> <laughs> speaking thereof all right one of the great stories in tom's career if you remember this coach uh, we're at in is it birmingham right? birmingham at the bowling we're alley. at the bowling alley now i had talked to you about five o'clock in the afternoon even earlier than that about doing this live interview and so i go to tom and it's, and it's about i guess it was a 620 interview so 520 over there 520 yeah. over there yeah. i go to tom about 515 I, I say hey can you go get coach coach said he'd do the interview and, and everything's fine so <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Tom. You finish the story. Well, uh, we'll we'll keep off the salty words, but uh, <laughs> I, I walk over to, to Coach Holtz's table. He's eating barbecue, I think, at the bowling alley, and I said, "Coach, we got about three minutes." And you slammed the fork down. I, said, I know, I know. I'm finishing my meal first. <laughs> and we're live. <laughs> <laughs> and so I looked over at Tom's like, he wants to finish. I said, I said, tell Coach I need him now. Tell me he can finish it after the interview. It's only going to take three minutes. Hey, and you were not happy at all, but uh, you did the interview. Oh, we appreciate it. Yeah. There's a lot of things you want to get in the way of, but me eating it. <laughs> I become hangry as they do. Hangry. You correct me on getting the proper utensils for uh, for a steak dinner at the press conference. Your sweaters were uh, were unmatched. Yeah, and I always remember that. I got news for you, Coach. We don't have steak very often at these press conferences, and <laughs> we don't even have anything to eat anymore. 
We miss you. Everybody's falling on hard times. That's yeah. right. That's right. Falling on hard times. For sure. What great, what great memories and what a career, Tom. Oh, thank you. career for you and with everything. What are you going to do now? I am working for the. We'll work for the local school district as their. Uh, they're they're basically their their SID uh, minus the sports part of it. Public information, dealing a lot with uh, with overseeing the communications aspect uh, as it deals with media coach. And again, I kind of joke with Brian earlier. Knock on wood, no crisis. But if that does occur, I'll be the uh, the person trying to manage that a little bit. Working with a very talented staff, with a superintendent, and and a, a great family with the public school system here. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I've been an advocate of public schools for for a long time. Went through it myself. Joanne still teaches after 34 years in public schools, and my daughter Jessica, if you remember her, she graduated in 15. And so uh, I'm looking forward to, to to be of value and to serve those people. Coach, we had uh, one of those crisis incidents. I think it was in Memphis, and I won't go into any details, but it was oh, at the oh, banquet, yeah. and, it, and we call it—we jokingly call it now Sugargate. But anyway, so so I had to stand around and wait after the thing is over. So the whole team is on the bus. You know, Tom's telling me, he said, "Look, I don't think Skip's going to talk about it." And I said, "Well, look, I gotta—I gotta at least ask." So Tom says, "I'm getting on the bus." So he gets on the bus. You come <laughs> walking—you come okay. walking past, and I said, "Coach," and you said, "Bailey, I don't know a daggone thing right now. I'm still working." <laughs> on it <laughs> i was like all right that'll work but re- remember to, to to coach holtz's credit he had a one-on-one in his suite in his hotel he did to address every one of you guys he did i remember that like it was yesterday yep. you guys make it sound like i was an ogre <laughs> <laughs> no, we just we just had some fun stories. They were a lot of fun. I mean, it was it was just having you in town because you, you got to think about you know some of the hard times the Pirates had fallen into, and you come to town with Coach Holland, and you know, and and it reminded me a lot of when Coach Houston got here because you said basically the same thing. You got to give us a little time. It's a process, but we're going to turn it around, and you did. You know, and Coach Houston's going to do a great job. There. Yeah. I truly believe that he's a he's a he's a great football coach, but he's an excellent man, and he'll do things the right way, and a man of character. And I'm I'm excited about the future uh, for 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 Greenville. I really am, and I'm excited. I'm excited to get back there when this season is over for us. July 3rd, I believe, is the championship game that we're all fighting for right now. Uh, when this season's over, I'm going to have my first fall off in about five years. <laughs> wow. Come on back. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to having the opportunity to come back to Greenville uh, and be able to take it in with all the growth and everything else because, really, I have not been back there very much since I left. And so I'm really looking forward to making that one of my stops when I get back this fall. You let us know which game you're coming to. We'll make you the king of the tailgate. That would be great. <laughs> You know what? I'd love to. I just want to experience tailgate. There you come on. <laughs> I remember when I first came? When I first came there, there was I don't know like eight thousand people in the stands. The game, the last game of the season, and they told me they said, "Well, coach, there's like fifty thousand people in the parking lot that don't come into the stadium." Yeah. So I want to come experience what that tailgate is all about because I had the opportunity, the the privilege of the opportunity to coach in front of all those people and how great fans there are there at ECU. And so I want to have the opportunity to come and see how they live outside the stadium. That would be, that would be fun. You can wear your USFL championship cap and come on and, and tailgate with us. As, as Skip always said with describing people, there's not enough lead in his pencil. Yep. And it's, uh, yep. it's, our, it's, a, it's our ugly baby, which I always thought was really clever. So. <laughs> it's an ugly baby, but it's <laughs> our baby. 
cars. We'll own it. Yep, that's right. We own it. Put, lip, put lipstick on a pig sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Dress it up. Skip Holtz joining us from Birmingham. Coach, thanks so much for your time today. I know you had coaches' meetings this morning. You guys have it rolling 4-0 in the USFL. And we certainly great. appreciate your time and uh, we appreciate your friendship as well. And Come see us this fall. That'd be great. Well, I look forward to it and wouldn't miss the opportunity just to say thank you to Tom and all the great things that he did for us while we were there. And I know he, he might have been on the receiving ends of some of my bad <laughs> during the course of the season, but nah. come like a champ now. Oh, all done in love. Thanks, Skip, very much. Yeah. Good luck. Nah, appreciate you, and it was a privilege and an honor to work with you, and I'm excited for your new ventures with everything. But Sports is certainly going to miss you. Yeah, thank you very, very much. Skip Holtz, now the head coach of the Birmingham Stallions and the former East Carolina coach from 2005 to 2009, 37 and 24 in two conference championships. Thanks so much, Coach Holtz, for joining us on this trip down memory lane with Tom McClellan. We'll take another commercial break. Back with more on the Brian Bailey Show on this Monday, right after this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show. And you missed out with Steve Logan now. <laughs> he I was, heard good things, he, yeah. You know, he, he was the type of coach, and you can relate to some of this. After a loss, he was great. Unbelievable. Completely different than most wow. coaches. After a win, man, you didn't want to be around. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where that, that quote came from, after a win. Because that's you know he was thinking back to the last week when they went for two and didn't get it. You don't coach in East Carolina. Go for ties, right? With a weak heart, ride it. I'm not even sure how to, how to spell right, but that's how you do it. Tom McClellan, assistant AD for media relations. By the way, Mike Houston was going to be a part of our program. He has speaking engagement yes. today between yeah. twelve and one, but he will be on Pirate Radio Live PRL today at around five o'clock. So he will be on the radio talking uh, football. With the guys from PRL with Clip Rock and Company later on this afternoon, but he was going to be a part of our show uh, today, but he had that speaking engagement and could not do it. But uh, turned out pretty good talking to some of the old coaches. Oh, uh, I, I I don't know if to kick you in the knee or to give you a hug, Brian. That was uh, <laughs> that was real special. Thank you very much. You've for done or, both over the or, years. Or, or, so. Orchestrating that, <laughs> yeah. And again, I just I don't want to get off before you know. Uh, a virtual hug to Malcolm Gray and to Chip Welch. They right. have been incredible, not only friends, but co-workers. And uh, it doesn't get any better than that. They've picked me up. We, I picked them up. It's been a great relationship. And, and obviously, I'm going to be in Greenville. I'm not going to lose touch with them. And your relationship with the media. I mean, you've been able to make a lot of friends. You know, In fact, on this very show, the Brian Bailey Show, 92.7% of all the guests are booked by Tom McClellan. Right, usually. So I don't know what the heck we're going to do now, but I will will tell you this some weeks you know when there's really not a lot going on i would send tom an email or call him and say hey man you got any ideas for this radio show this week and answer donnie kirkpatrick yeah yeah they got donnie kirkpatrick <laughs> but every time tom would come up with some great idea for a guest and it always worked out so because you're on the show today one of the things i'm going to ask of you is i can still call you and say hey tom oh, sure. what do you think what do you think i can do for a radio show this week because you know i value well, your opinion and it'd be great from what i've gathered uh my little research junket we have uh, cj wilson north pitt yes we do and we have will yes, bland we and jay trose both great guys I haven't had Super a chance guys. to work with cj as a head coach yet because he's starting this year as the head coach but uh, Will Bland man I'm telling you what what a great guy and I was going to tell you you know you want to pick county schools it's really interesting that like Rose and Conley and mm-hmm. South, and all the rivalry especially the Rose Conley rivalry but those guys you know especially in baseball with Jason Mills oh. and Conley and Ronald Vincent and, RV, Rose, yeah. and they all they're like brothers really yeah. they want to beat one another but but they're all like a big family we 
we've got such a great sports area. And I've said this many a time. That's one of the reasons I've stayed here so long. Oh, I, it, I've read the things. I've read the stories in the paper. I've seen the highlights on TV, and and it is healthy. Healthy to have a community where you have that. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Ryan Meadows, who also coaches our American yep. Legion team. Yes. And I'm a big advocate of American Legion baseball. So that, I look forward to, to meeting Ryan in person. And, and I always remember at a JH Rose playoff game, Ryan Meadows taking infield at third base, <laughs> and I was doing my last shot right near him. That's how yeah. I am. So it's been a, been a good run. Tom McClellan joins us. Tom, thanks so much for your time today. Thank that you. hour absolutely flew Ooh, by. Man. We ought to do two hours for you because your career is, is uh, so great. We want to oh. thank uh, Ruffin McNeil for joining us from Raleigh today at NC State and Skip Holtz, his Birmingham Stallions 4-0 in the United States absolutely. Football League, the USFL. But Tom, buddy, stay thank close. You. I will. Not going anywhere other than just other side of town. This has been a lot of fun. We've got a thank couple you. of weeks to go before we take our summer break. Obviously, baseball is the big story. The Pirates uh, and Duke coming up tomorrow night and then uh, a total of eight games to close out the regular season for Cliff Godwin and company. So we'll see you back here next week on The Brian Bailey Show.